Welcome to another week's edition of Good Band, Bad Band, where we talk about two artists whose names sound similar, but the music is very different. This week we're talking about Nick Drake. Nick Drake. Caleb. This is Tyler here. The only thing that would have made this episode more fun is if we would have done Nick Drake and Josh. What? I never <laughs> thought that would be so simple. Or just Drake and Josh, which would mean we wouldn't have to like cover a potential artist we've already covered. I never thought it'd be so simple, but I found a way. Um, Nick Drake is a sad sack of shit. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a way to start off. Yeah, that, what right? are you doing? What are you doing? Is that already? really the is that really the, the way you wanna you wanna start off with uh, old Nick Drake? No, that's where he's going. I like, I like him. He sounds interesting. I, mm. I brought up it's it's difficult because I have many things I thought of uh, months ago. It was around Christmas sure. of last year, prior to all this uh, sadness going on uh, in this nation. But um we did Jackson C. Frank, and we talked about Nick Drake as well on Record Roundtable, different show, different, different for different folks, maybe. Right. Different and, strokes, uh, different strokes for different folks. I brought up that uh, Alexi Murdoch, another uh, sad man, sounds a lot like Nick Drake. So if you'll play maybe a song of Alexi Murdoch, uh, play Orange Sky. It's a pretty good song. Uh, it sounds uh, similar to the vo- the voice of the man, and I kind of when I listen to Nick Drake before, and even when I listen to it now, I think of this man. So here he is. Well, I had a dream. I stood beneath an orange sky. Truly. Don't you think it kind of sounds like it? I could see that for sure. It's got a similar It vibe. reminds me of it. Maybe it doesn't sound like it, but it just reminds me of the same kind of... Uh, mm-hmm. The vocal, yeah, and the vocal deliverance. Yeah. It is pretty similar. He had a real popular song as well called, what, All of My Days, right? That's a good that song. Yeah. A popular one. Those two songs are I really enjoy. It, they're one of the uh, times in around 2006-7-ish era that I was like trying to find that kind of music, that acoustic-y, folky... Um, you know, sad music, maybe. Ah, uh, yes, sad music. And uh, if you're going to talk about sad music, oh my, Nick Drake. Here's the, here's the thing, though, is that, like, I actually, um, you know, the more that I listen to Pink Moon, it, people will often throw away the, throw around this term of, like, um, you know, oh, it's so melancholic, you know, it's so sad, it's so depressing. But what they have said about Nick Drake is that he was not even able to write music when he was in a depressive episode. He could not write it. He could not record it. He did not have the energy. He just could not handle it. And so really, if you listen to Pink Moon, you'll realize that it actually is not as sad as people make it out to be. It has sad moments, but it really is kind of a celebratory, happy, warm kind of album in a lot of ways. Like, yes, he is a sad man, and something about the, you know, just kind of the subdued nature of just a man and his guitar in a recording studio is kind of a sad concept, but really, like at its core, it's really not as sad as I think people make it out to be. I could be wrong, but I never saw it to be super sad. I kind of feel the way you do. There are there are many songs whose musical qualities don't seem that sad. I don't think that, I don't think when you listen to the music, like Pink Moon, the song doesn't seem that awful sad, right? I think that I just assume because of uh, his how he was in life. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So that's another thing is you, I think we you immediately know, associate yeah, sadness you, you know, with him. Cause we know he's sad. Yeah. yeah. So he died, uh, at the very young age of uh, 26 mm-hmm. in England. Uh, he overdosed his, on, at his mother's house on a, uh, antidepressant, which is like, uh, probably should have got a refund on that, but it was Oof. a, a matra. Oh boy. Never mind. It's an antidepressant. 
<laughs> Good try. Got you didn't close. get too far, but no, not far. But but um, according to this uh, thing here on Wikipedia, which may be a lie, says there is no known video footage of the adult Drake, not the one you're thinking of. Uh, he was only ever captured in still photographs and in home footage from his childhood. But uh, this is a picture of him in 1969. That would have made him 19. So when would he... That would have been, I guess, past 20 year an adult? I guess. I'm not I sure. I don't know. I don't know. He was born in Burma, which is interesting. That is interesting. Is this because of his father? Or because, who is it? Because of his father or uh, his mother? Uh, that's a good question. Why were they in Burma? I can't remember now. I can't remember either, actually. Burma, now Myanmar, uh, changed names to a different he, country. He, his father moved to Rangoon, Burma in the early 30s to work as an engineer yeah. with the Bombay Burma Trading Company Corporation. Sorry. So that's the reason. It's because of his father. That's what I thought. Yeah, I wonder. I wondered what influence that may have had on him. I know I don't really hear any of that coming through in his music. I don't know, like don't any know influences of that era. But of course, just because you live there, doesn't mean doesn't mean you're necessarily exposed to right everything. You know, especially coming from uh, an English family. You know, he also speaking of people, he reminds you of. He reminds me a little bit of Greg Laswell as well on some of his albums. I don't know if y'all have ever listened to Greg Laswell. I don't think so. He's kind of interesting. Occasionally, some of his stuff. Veers, I don't know, kind of towards art pop to a degree in a way that's okay, but he's got some also singer songwriting stuff that reminds me of Nick Drake as well. Hmm. One thing that I found to be perhaps one of the the craziest parts about Nick Drake is just how little of his music sold. Mm. Yeah, like an, an insane amount of his music, like like it was like what four thousand records in total yeah, for his entire like- career. For the all three of his albums, it's crazy because like they the the because he was on Island. Island right. didn't expect nor really want Pink Moon. They just no. didn't. They didn't care. Like they, he wasn't. He wasn't really willing to promote his music. He wouldn't go to do like live performances. He wouldn't really like do interviews. He wasn't interested in promoting himself. So they're like, well, we don't really want to promote you then either so they didn't really seek him out apparently chris blackwell the uh the founder of island saw a lot of potential in uh drake and so he um he was kind of the one who was pushing for them to keep trying with him and so um drake actually came to um island a lot of people people were like um not there's some like um some theories some myth behind um, how Pink Moon was put out, but he actually went to Island and personally like gave it to Blackwell. He went, Blackwell saw him sitting in like the lobby and was like, "Do you do you want to come upstairs and have some tea?" And like Drake would just, went upstairs. He was just like dead silent for like half an hour, and then he's like, "Well, I think I should probably go." And then he left. <laughs> he forgot to give him the record, oh that, like the the music that he had under his arm. So he left it with the receptionist. So the receptionist calls Blackwell, and he's like, "Hey, uh, Nick Drake just uh, left a uh, left a bunch of music for you." So like the the whole the whole concept of all of it is just crazy. That like it, it's wild to me that we even listen to Nick Drake. At all, yeah. Because like none of his music sold, and it took like a decade plus for people to even notice who he was, and yeah. for people to like like Kate Bush, and for um, um, Robert Smith, people like that were uh, praising him as an artist and saying how influential his music was, and you know it, it just blows me away that like we would even know who he is today. Yeah, especially because he was an—he was just an odd dude, as well. You yeah. know, he with the, he had—I mean, he—he he was dealing with his own issues, of course. But he was also like when he—I think growing up, he was kind of—he was different and learned to be different, and then just decided that he was going to be because he was pretty tall for his age, mm-hmm. and he—he he was just kind of odd. People like he was kind of a cast a, a, a what's the word I'm looking for an outsider if you will yeah so like the fact that you're like weird and during serious like uh episodes for him he would often like migrate in and out of people's couches for like weeks at a time mm-hmm. you know so he was kind of a 
nomadic to a degree. He didn't really have a, a home and he just kind of did whatever and then made some music and this or that. It's just, it is, it's really weird that anyone ever found any of it. Right. It, I mean, if it weren't for people like looking to Island for kind of like sometimes interesting stuff. Yeah. That then you probably wouldn't have. I mean, he's just right. fortunate. I mean, we're fortunate more than he is really. Cause he didn't experience any of them. Right. You know, but we're fortunate that it was on a label that has artists that people want to like find. And then you can say, well, what else is on here? Kind of thing. And explored in that way, which I'm assuming played a, a, a role in exposure eventually. Yeah. Did you, Jared, you said that you, um, well, I guess this was a joke of yours, but I'll, I'll run with it. You said he should have gotten like a refund on his, uh, depressed, his antidepressants. Mm-hmm. Did you see why he was, um, hesitant to take them? No, I did not. So Nick Drake was, uh, he, he was kind of weary about antidepressants to begin with. He didn't want people to know that he was taking them. He was kind of just kind of, he's a shy person just in general. So of course, you know, it wasn't something that he was like really interested in people knowing, but he also was worried about the effects it would have on the copious amounts of weed he'd smoked. That's a good thing to be worried about. So much weed mm-hmm. Nick Not Drake good. smoked. And he was like, if I take antidepressants, is it going to mess with my weed? And he didn't sound like he was really all that interested in not smoking the weed. So, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, it's supposed to be like, that's supposed to be a helpful thing. Maybe. Right. I don't know. I feel like uh, back in the 60s, too, I'd say that the medicine of antidepressants maybe not would not have been as helpful as they mm-hmm. would maybe now. You know, it, it, time has helped with lots of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. Didn't so d- did he stay on some famous person's couch? Do you remember when we talked about this before? Wasn't there? I like thought that some- was no. That was that was Jackson C. Frank. Jackson C. Frank stayed with um. Oh, duh, duh. Was it um, Neil Young? No, it was Paul Simon. Paul, Paul Simon, Simon, that's yeah, right. Yeah, because he produced that album. Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah. But that was, yeah, that was Jackson C. Frank. Uh, but uh, Nick Drake did a similar thing where he would just kind of like couch hop. He'd yeah. go to people's houses for a couple days. They'd never see him from him for a long time. I guess he was like he had like a relationship with this woman who like they were kind of dating but not exactly dating. And she like broke it off a couple weeks before he passed. Mm-hmm. And like I guess he would just kind of like show up and then he'd kind of sit around and you know he'd smoke some weed and not really say a lot and then he'd float away a couple days later he was kind of a vagabond it was yeah. a very really odd concept. yeah he was a he was he was just a bit of a nomad dude he just floated he did yeah he'd, and he wouldn't even show up it's not like he would say uh hey he'd be with people and be like hey can i st- like stay on your couch or like get invited over and just be like can i stay here he just would like show up yeah at people's homes with some things like minimal things. Mm-hmm. And then they'd be like, <laughs> I can just imagine being Nick Drake's buddy and the doorbell rings and you open it and you're like, Oh, Hey Nick. And he's like, just standing there refusing to speak. And then you're like, do you want to come in and hang out? You know what I mean? He's, he's like, like a vampire. Okay. who can't come in unless you're right. Him in. And he's like, okay. And then you just walk in and he sits there. And then next thing you know, he's on your couch for four days. Right. Uh, and you barely speak. And then he leaves, which is kind of the, what the experience was like. And at least he uh, probably passes it though. Yeah, probably. I would imagine he would probably do yeah. that. Pass, he what? Passes the his his joint. The duchy. Oh, uh, I, I, yeah, I see. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. He shares. He shares. Yeah, he uh during the after the release of Pink Moon, he was getting uh, a small check from Island mm-hmm. for a while. Um a very very small. I think it was the equivalent of like maybe like $250 a week. That was what he was getting paid on a weekly basis um during that time. And he would barely leave the house, and often one of the only reasons he would leave was to go buy weed. Nice. I was thinking about this when you mentioned uh, how we were fortunate that he was signed to Island Records. And I've I've heard this discussed before, and I want to hear your guys' opinion on it. So people, like, there's debates of who's the greatest something of all, you know, who's the greatest guitar player, who's Mm -hmm. the greatest singer, what have you. And um, so, like, you know, like... People will say, oh, it's, uh, you know, uh, Elvis is the greatest performer, or the Beatles are the greatest mm-hmm. band, or who would you say is the greatest singer? I don't know. Who would people, like, say? Greatest singer. Like Adele or something? I don't know. But the Liberace. idea that I have is, that's good, that or that other people have as well, is that the greatest singer has, you've never heard them before. Right. Because 
just because you're a great singer doesn't mean you automatically are signed. Mm-hmm. You know, like the greatest guitar player is probably some guy like on an island that just like he loves playing. That's yeah. it. You know, so it's just, just a, interesting. a warm, soft voice that no one will ever hear. Like the greatest whatever is somebody that you've never even seen probably. Like, mm-hmm. It's it, like what there's probably something that's the best food that nobody has ever tasted because it is nowhere that you have ever been. It's little children. Little children are the best. Little food? children are the best. We yeah. will never know. I have been. I have don't re- eat them. Is I it Hans- Hansel or Gretel that's the best? I Hansel. Think it's Hansel. Yeah, he's fatter. Oh, I have been. <laughs> he's fatter. You said that with such a surety. Well, it's true, haven't you? You've read it. Um, of course. You know, he says Hansel, the little fat boy. The witch ate both of them up, but she really enjoyed Hansel. He was so tender and flavorful. It's as if he had done zero physical exertion most of his life. And then she says, mm-mm-mm. And Gretel was just, you know, she was just all right. And she in, ate her and first And in the background, you can hear appetizer. Nick Drake playing his guitar. Yes. I did. I have read that uh, human flesh tastes like veal. So, I mean, you know, children could be really good. I don't know. Oh, my. Yep. But that's what happens when you read stuff about, you know, people. In, I hate that he put this so freaking close to here. <laughs> people in the war uh, stranded on rafts in the ocean. You got, sometimes you got to make choices. Mm-hmm. That's true. Did you know that on Brighter Later, which is, I, th- you know, a lot of people like to uh, talk about Pink Moon and mm-hmm. as if that's uh, that's the big one, but I really like Brighter Later myself. It's, it's different because it's got a little bit more in the instrumentation and production. Yes, it does, because it was also produced by, uh, by Boyd, the same person that produced his initial album, mm-hmm. but he convinced him to include a little bit more into it. Uh, he was not Nick. Nick Drake was not happy with the sale of his debut, so he wanted to kind of change his sound a little bit. And uh, Boyd basically was like, "Hey, you should get some uh, bass and drum tracks in on this thing." And so he convinced him to do that uh, with a suggestion. So he did. So because of that, it's got a little bit different sound. But do you know who was a guest performer? Uh, made contributions to a couple of tracks on there was John Cale. Mm-hmm. John Cale from. Uh, the Stooges also done production work, as is mentioned previously, with uh, with um, the Velvet Underground. Yeah, That's sorry. Yeah, too. yeah. Also, no, no. He's uh, he's a member. Of, I'm sorry, I confused myself. Yeah, because I spoke in reverse of what I was trying to say. Is yes, member of the Velvet Underground did some production work with the Stooges early stuff. Ah, yeah. So yeah, he was on and uh, supposedly as well. This is a uh, he uh, apparently that was during the period during which John Cale was. Uh, heavily using heroin, and they suspected that Nick Drake did not get it from his manager, but instead got it from John Cale, was potentially also using it at the time. Oh my! Mm. So this also says uh, Mike Kowalski, uh, a member of the Beach Boys, was a part of the musician uh, stuff on that mm-hmm. album as well. There you go. They also used a folk rock band, Fairpoint Conven- Convention, on uh, Brighter Later, the album. They wanted to use. They had. It says that the that album had no. Unaccompanied song, so he had somebody on each song. Um, I don't know about. Did Pink Moon have it that way, or was it none? It was all him, all him in the studio. There you go. Which one's better? He was a man who seemed to have. He was potentially never satiated by the result of what he did. In a way, you know, because he didn't. He wanted to stray from the pastoral idea he had in his debut. Excuse me. So he allowed. You know, Boyd to give him some suggestions. He made some changes. You know, he has accompaniments. He has different tracks, bass and drum and brighter later, you know, and it's, it was more successful than his debut, but you know, it was just relative. And so once again, he comes back in and changes again for Pink Moon to do something else. And then, you know, so he seems to be a person who is in a way never satisfied whether, and whether, and maybe he is satisfied with what he's done, but not satisfied with the result of it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Bummer. It is a it is a sad sad ending though. Yeah, quite the sad ending. He uh, like you said, he overdosed. Mom kind of came in. Like I guess he he would just sleep in, like because you know yeah depression will do that. Not to past you. noon though. Not past noon though. That is correct. And then she was like, eh, "It's getting kind of late." She came in, and there you have it. He had gotten up in the middle of the night the night before. I guess that well. was also a common thing yeah, he did, and had some, and had. I think that's when he had taken additional pills because mm-hmm. uh, so. he had sleep issues. 
Mm-hmm. Also, Tyler, this is something before, because I, I figure we're getting pretty close to being done with Nick Drake, but um, I feel like this is something you would find interesting is his guitar work just in general. Did you look a little, a little bit into how his guitar work is? Well, I did last time we spoke, but I have since forgotten and I didn't get to it this week. So he was self-taught mm-hmm. and he wanted he did a lot of alternative tunings. Like he liked to um, attempt to play music from alternative tunings because he thought that he could kind of find a different sound. There's a uh, there's some kind of chord that he liked to use. I can't remember what it was called now. Cluster chords. I just looked up. Cluster so chords. Thank you. Yeah, tone cluster. Cluster chords. Thank you. Yeah. Three adjacent tones in a scale. That's pretty interesting. Well, you would get a different sound. That's pretty cool. I mean, I feel like uh, if you're, I mean, if you're self-taught and you can get into alternate tunings and figuring some of that stuff out and seeing what you can do. Like, there are lots of... What that reminds me of is Mike Doty. I don't know if you all are from Soul Coughing, who also has a solo career. His solo career, a portion of it is more... Is like him and a guitar. Let's say, so when he tours, it's him... Uh, playing guitar, occasionally part of a backing band because he does do some soul comping songs. And then more predomin- most predominantly his accompaniment is uh, Andrew Scrap Livingston who plays cello. So it's mostly him, guitar, cello, sometimes bass or uh, drum tracks. And it's kind of singer-songwriting. That's what he does. He he, And I think he does a lot of open tuning even because you can kind of like, you can do like fiddle. You can, I don't know what, how to describe what it is. You can kind of like make up chords in a way. Uh and kind of just like chug along things in in a different sense. So that's what I'm reminded of. So yeah, like you, it's pretty cool to like get some, get over somewhere else and try to find different sounds. You know, especially being self-taught, you just kind of kind of learn. That's where like experimentation gets kind of interesting in terms of like what can you what kind of sounds can you figure out like without knowing. Sometimes you surprise yourself. Yeah. Um, I did read uh, that Pink Moon in 1999 was used in a Volkswagen commercial, and it boosted his U.S. sales from 6,000 copies in 1999 to 74,000 in the year 2000. That was pretty helpful for him. And uh, that The Cure got their name from Mm -hmm. the Nick Drake song. The song Time Has Come, the lyric is, A Troubled Cure for a Troubled Mind. Mm Mm-hmm. So another they, he was he influenced uh, quite a few Robert Smith of the Cure, REM was influenced, uh, Kate Bush, the Black Crows, several several pretty prominent people in music were influenced by Mister Nick Drake. Indeed. So I think we'll uh, go ahead and transition to uh, Aubrey. To what? That's his name. His name is Aubrey. Is it Aubrey? I forgot. Yeah. What a dumb name. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team fucking here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom. Oh, that's loud. So loud. Drake is he loud here, and Nick Drake was theoretically the bottom. Mm. Started at the bottom, and now we're here. Ah, I see. Drake, Aubrey. Yep, Aubrey. Um, he started uh, his career on the show Degrassi. You have to start. There. Pretty much everybody knows this. If yes. you don't yes. know it, now you know. He's Canadian. He is Canadian. Which Degrassi is a Canadian program as well. It's basically a uh, teen soap opera. Kind of, you know, does that sound right? I'm trying to think of the American version of it. I don't. I don't know. Um, basically every. Well, mm, that is a good question. It's. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. But yeah, it, it's like it's like a Pretty Little Liars kind of show oh, almost, but like an even yeah, like more. It's probably kid friendly. It's about high school. It's, it's about teens. School. It's yeah. a teen show. Yeah, it's That's a true. teen show. I remember watching some of it back um, when it was on uh, probably like whatever ABC Family was called before as ABC Family, and uh, I don't know if I remember Drake on it. He was probably either off the show at that point, or I just didn't like. I don't know. He he was in a wheelchair on the show. He, too. Was, he was shot in a wheelchair. He was shot. Was he, he was always in, in the wheelchair? No, he, he was, was not later. always in the wheelchair. There was an episode of Degrassi in which he was shot, uh-huh. and then he, for the rest of the show, was in a wheelchair. That's acting right there, indeed. Um, but yeah, he's it's crazy because like the real Drake doesn't. He's not in a wheelchair. That's true. So he 
for years was pretending like he was in a wheelchair on yeah, Degrassi. That's not right. You should. No, never mind. He is uh, 33 years old, which he's been around so long. And he's it's been, been a long time. It's interesting. So he just, um, just a few days ago, released a song with DJ Khaled, as, mm-hmm. as one does, you know? Yes. And uh, it blew up as Drake songs normally do, which is interesting to just continuously always be, you know, like relevant. Mm-hmm. That's, he's He hasn't not been relevant in a really long time. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the idea of the music video was that uh, he kept ignoring DJ Khaled's calls. Uh-huh. And so uh, Drake was like, oh, I got to get, I got to do this music video, but I don't have time to do it. I have an idea. And so then the music video begins and the music starts and it's none other than Justin Bieber. Of course. Oh, horrible. That is starring in the music video. Um, and he is lip syncing all, the, song, all the, the words and such and acting out. And, and it's interesting. Uh, and then uh, the end of the music video, not to spoil it for anybody that hasn't don't, seen don't it Don't spoil for me. He wakes up and he's like, I had this really weird dream that Drake needed a music video and I was in it. And then they're like walking down the road and he gets a phone call and his ringtone is baby. And he looks and it's Drake's number. He's like, Oh, and then, and then that's the end. Is that song going to be on his, uh, his upcoming album release? I don't think so. Certified lover boy. I don't think so because, uh, it's, what is this song called? It's not called laugh now. What is the song called? Pop star, that's what it's called. Mm. The song with uh, Drake. No, because it's DJ Khaled featuring Drake, so it's going to be on the DJ Khaled. Album. It's uh, not going to be on certified. Okay, okay. It's not going to be on certified Lover Boy. No, but uh, yeah, it's you know you get you basically get what you what you're signed up for with the DJ Khaled song. We've yeah. we've talked about DJ Khaled before on this show. He Maybe doesn't too much. He doesn't uh, he doesn't satisfy his woman the way he should, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm sure he still doesn't. <laughs> to this day, wow, I, I can guess. almost guarantee. Probably not. So I don't know. What do you What do you think about Drake, Tyler? I don't know. Do you like any of his music? Yeah, he's got some okay stuff. I think. Yeah. I don't. I'm not a commercial hip hop guy. Yeah. So I'm not. You know, it's. I guess the my um, measuring stick is: can I listen to it and not be upset? And some of his songs are like that. Yeah. He's done stuff with um, Future, another rapper that people like. I don't know if I like that stuff very much. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah. about the Future stuff either. But I like Jumpman. Yeah, Jumpman's pretty good. Um, I don't like early Drake very much. Like uh, his first album, uh, Thank Me Later, it's, I don't know. I don't really think I like anything on it if I'm looking at it right here. Mm. But I do, I think my favorite Drake song if we're playing this game, uh, well, you're playing it is probably hold on. We're going home. Cause it's like his most tame pop song. And it's not it's like, there's like no rapping really mm. on it. And it's just him singing. It's kind of like what childish Gambino did. Sure. But it was, you know, like, I mean, this was 2013 and he's still, he's still a, a prominent rapper, mm-hmm. but I think that's his most digestible. One of his more digestible songs where you don't have to like uh hip hop, to like that song. Sure. Let's play it. I got my eyes on you. You're everything that I see. I won't show high love and emotion. Endlessly. I can't get over you. You left your mark on me. I won't show high love and emotion. Endlessly. Cause you're a good girl and you know It definitely is way, it's like a weekend song almost. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's just kind of a pop song, really. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which, uh, like, he has a decent amount of stuff that's, 
or he's fairly pop infused mm-hmm. with some of his things. The things that he does outside of other people. I mean, I don't know. Hotline Bling is kind of like, yeah, not totally hip hop. It's yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. That's kind of in between. That's a that's a. I th- it's either a good song or it's a really annoying song, and I cannot figure out which of the two. It's also fun because uh, so when his album Views came out, uh, Views from the Top is one thing they call it, but it's also just called Views. He was used as a as a meme because if you just look at the album cover, you can barely see him sitting up there on that giant. What is that thing? It's like a sky. That's, a, that's the that's the it, it may be the CN Tower in Toronto. Mm. Yeah, it probably is. But uh, you, people would use that picture of him and just put him in various places in memes. And that's a little fun that's, thing that happened fun. back in 2016. Oh, look at that. We, remember, we used he's, to... He's been very memefied. Oh, yeah. We used to be fun. And the good thing about him is that he, he doesn't take himself too seriously at all. He, like, can... Because, I mean, he's an actor first and then a musician. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of... He gets it. So he can, like, poke fun at himself, like with the DJ Khaled video... He can be memefied. He doesn't care because he knows it sells. Um, the only thing that, like, his controversies are very interesting because sometimes right. uh, he doesn't always credit people. And sometimes he, uh, he, he's he been accused of, and I'm, I'm sure that this is true, mm-hmm. of ghostwriters. Yes. He, other people write his, his songs, mm-hmm. and then he just performs them, which probably happens more in hip-hop than what uh, people really know or you know will acknowledge, but I don't know. It, it kind of does delegitimize people somewhat mm-hmm. if, if they're putting their name on an album saying I did all this, you know, but you didn't. So I don't know. And um, uh, was it Meek Mill? He's he was one of the first people to accuse um, him of it on a song on his album. And he was like, yeah, he's using ghost Rise. And then a lot of people mm-hmm. in hip hop world were coming out. Funk master flex was coming at him and uh, various other people. Um, he had a feud uh, in the early two thousands with Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause he's had a lot of feuds. Supposedly uh, he, he threw a, a bottle of something at Chris Brown, which mm-hmm. thank God he did really. <laughs> he's a shit. <laughs> Yeah, Chris, Chris Brown, Brown sucks. Chris Brown's. We awesome. all agree. Yeah, we don't like him anyway. No, nobody should. Um, I'm trying to think of what the, who was that other guy he had a feud he, with recently, most recently. Um, what was uh, that I mean, name? he had a, a feud with he, a lot of people. It's hard to know who you're talking about. He was involved in an altercation in December 2014 where he punched Diddy. Ooh, he did. Oh my. Yeah, in in Miami. How do you? Oh man, how do you come back from that? Diddy's got your number now. I don't really call him Diddy. He's Puff Daddy to me still, but you know. Better watch out. He don't mess around. He was involved in that one thing. I'm not going to mention what it is. Oh, boy. Yeah, the... What was that? Uh, he said he's not going to say what it is. It was that festival that nobody got to go to. No, that no. That was Ja Rule. Oh, yeah, you're right. Dang. I'm Good talking try. something more sinister involving... Oh, I murder. Know, I know what you're talking about. Oh, dear. <laughs> murder. <laughs> um... Pusha T, who so I was thinking. Oh, uh, okay. They had a pretty big feud. That each of them were releasing diss tracks against each other. I don't know about the diss tracks thing. What do, you, what do we think about diss tracks? What, just diss tracks in general? Yeah, do we think it's pretty good? silly? You yeah, think so? whole concept is really silly. I think it's really silly. I don't too. like this one person. Here's a whole song about him. It's kind of a, a rudimentary, childish way to uh, say you don't like a person. What do you? What was the, in, the, in a weird public what was, setting? What was the first diss track you think? All right, well, let's look. I'm, I'm, I know that like a Tupac and Biggie had pretty uh, heavy diss tracks against each other. Uh, I th- think, well, Easy E. I think uh, the had, Beach Boys had a song called I Don't Want to Hold Your Hand. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Early, like, boom. Here's an early example of a diss track was You Keep Her by Joe Tex in 1962. Oh, Joe Tex, I love him. You know who he is? Who? He's the guy that sang on um, uh, Reservoir Dogs. Oh yeah, uh, you said a bad word is a pretty oh, big song. Yeah, mm. I wanna, I'm gonna uh, tell your mama on you. She yeah, gonna, she gonna whip you too. That's what. Oh, well, there Joe you go. Said. Well, he he had an early example is his song, "You Keeper." He wrote it after his wife left him oh, for soul singer James Brown. Ooh. Also, Chris Brown, James Brown. He doesn't potentially feel good. potentially two nefarious characters, mm-hmm. who then broke up with her and wrote text a letter saying he could have her back. Mm-hmm. So then Tex said, you keep her, James Brown, you dirty bird. There you go. Mm. 
He was weird. Joe Tex was very weird. He also died very young, 47 years old. Uh, he has a song called Ain't Gonna Bump No More with No Big Fat Woman. <laughs> so, <laughs> gonna do what? What? Ain't Gonna Bump No More with No Big Fat Woman. That's what Joe Tex said. <laughs> All right, Joe. Oh, my. Um, Drake has been on SNL. He's pretty mm-hmm. good. Like, like I said before, he's an actor as well. So it, it's, he's normally almost always will host and uh, perform, which is a pretty, it's a very talented thing to do on a sketch comedy show mm-hmm. that is live, mm-hmm. that you're not trained for that. And right. like, not only does he have to focus on his performance, but also be in all these random, you know, Gambino has stuff. done that. Um, I think uh, Miley Ariana Cyrus, Grande, I believe, has done yeah. it. Uh, yeah, Miley Cyrus. There's quite a few people, but yeah, it still it doesn't detract from the. No, I was gonna say that Kanye, but Kanye just has performed. Yeah, I, he's been. In some he'd be real awkward as a sketch he'd artist. Be, he'd be awful as a, like as a host. I would, oh yeah, I he's would, not a funny person. No, he's very odd. Who's that? Kanye. Yeah, easy. Yay. <sighs> I think uh, that makes me chuckle because I just think of him thinking he's funny sometimes, and that everyone else just thinks he's weird. Yeah, he would make people uncomfortable. For like sure. I'm just oh, like he, I, he, I'm thinking. When does of, he not? I'm thinking of him walking out for um uh, to do the opening monologue, mm-hmm. and it would just be like this is gonna be so bad. Uh, what he did to Taylor Swift was so dumb. Yeah, 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 just so dumb. So uh, someone else has so, done that though. Someone I respect, and I don't remember who it was, but I read it, and I go, uh, Interrupted an, an a introduction, or a, a, an yeah. award speech, major award speech. Yep. Hmm. yep. And so I was like, well, you get, I guess you can maybe have this one easy. Maybe it'd be less weird next time. So um, one thing that always stood out to me about Drake's music like when, you know, he had already blown up at this point in time, but it was a track that I was like, that's weird do you know what the term simp is the online term yeah the meme culture term yes jared are you aware of simp i have seen it but i don't i could not tell you what it means tyler do you know what it means yes so simp basically means uh a guy who is willing to do anything to have sex with you they're oh, just my. like they're, they're like, like if you're a simp, then you're like you're, you're just going to uh, actively like oh please please let me have sex with you. Okay. I'll buy you things and I'll be very nice to you and I'll it's take like, care of your house. It's like and- a certain class of incel. You know what incel is? Yeah, yeah, Inselman. That's a song by uh, no, but that's okay. <laughs> it's a song by Tim. Heidecker. That's not what it is, but that's all right. I think I think it's related actually. Yeah, the Tim Heidecker song is. It is. It would be related to that. Yes. Go ahead, Caleb. The song only. By Nicki Minaj. Oh my! I believe Drake's verse may be the perfect epitomization of being a simp. Play it, please. Yes. I got my real niggas yeah. by my side. Only. I never fucked Nikki cause she got a man But when that's over then I'm first in line And the other day in her Maybach I thought god damn this is the perfect time We had just come from that video You know LA traffic had a city slow She was sitting down on that big butt But I was still staring at the titties though Yeah, low key and maybe high key I been peeped that you like At the end of that track he basically just says uh, if you ever want to have sex, just let me know. Yeah. Oh boy. Just uh, hit me up. What a time I'll be available. To, what a time to be alive. That's what Drake says too. That's right. Oh my goodness, Drake. Yeah. I don't know about him. I really just don't. I like uh, I like his song "Too Good" that has Rihanna. That's a pretty good song. You know, he has an interesting relationship with Rihanna as well. Oh my. They were kind of on and off dating from like nineteen to twenty six, age wise, mm. and uh, he. <laughs> basically is very clear he's like yep i've been in love with her for a very long time like i'm a i'm never gonna have a fairy tale ending because you know i always thought it was gonna be with rihanna well she's pretty cool she's way cooler than than drake or chris brown yeah she's much cooler than all of the other people that she's had things with yeah which she's is, been around so long too yeah she has she's been around forever wasn't she did uh did she do Ponda Replay? Is that her? Yes. From like 2007? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. She was like, I think she started when she was like 17 or 18. Yeah. You know my favorite thing about Drake? What is it? Is that in Hot We, we all should have it ready. What's our favorite thing about All right. Here's my, it's about Drake in general. Okay. It's in Hotline Bling 
when he dances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. He looks like Oscar Isaacs with his haircut and stuff mm. from Ex Machina. And Oscar Isaacs dance in that movie. So then every time I see Highline Bling, it reminds me of Oscar Isaac. Ah. That's my favorite he, thing about he's Drake. Also, he's also quite the... His dance is quite the memeified thing, It is. It was, it was instantly. It was an instant... You yeah. know, he does that thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he throws things. He's also been uh, judged a little bit for that music video because he is basically just like an advertisement at that point he had like he was advertising like a four hundred dollar coat mm-hmm. and like a like it was like an, an exceptionally expensive like outfit is that, is that why he was wearing that sweater yes because it didn't look good no it didn't it did not jerry what's your favorite thing about drake man that's a tough call i think uh it's not drake it's his brother josh oh of course right tell us more about how you feel about his brother josh actually no i know my favorite thing about drake yes so my favorite thing about drake is now disgraced stand-up comedian Chris D'Elia, who is disgraced, and he did some bad things, uh, so do not support him. But I was unaware of that. But there are accusations, and they're probably true. But <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. It, yeah, it's difficult. It's Everybody a difficult thing. Sucks. But I wasn't a fan of him that much. We've anyway. played clips of Bill Cosby, haven't we? We do bits. We can talk we about did disgraced a, people. We did do a. Cos- he is on, he is on the cover of one of our... Yeah. Okay. That's because we did a Cosby bit, but we were making fun of him. Well... You, and so, therefore, it's, you know... I know. We weren't... We put and pop right through that. Yeah, way. see, right. we say that all the time. We talk about put and pop all the time. Yeah, because we're making fun of him. Well, I get it. Okay. He's a monster. Yeah. Yes. He deserves to be too. made Chris, fun of. Chris D'Elia did a bit about Drake, and I want Caleb to play it. It's pretty good. Uh, just take it with a grain of salt because he did some bad stuff. So when you're, as you're laughing, think I should not be laughing because this guy did bad stuff. <laughs> Start off on the bottom, then we like, don't be so specific. <laughs> Start off on the bottom, then we went a little higher. Start, you start at the bottom, you can't go lower. After that, you go a little higher, and then even higher than that. Start at the bottom, and then a little bit after that, we went here. You can't see what I'm doing because there's a song, but my hand's higher. Look. <laughs> Started at the bottom and we didn't go lower. You can't go lower than the bottom. He Jimmy Fallon most of that, didn't he? He likes to laugh at what he says he a lot. He laughs a lot, yeah. He I, thinks he is hilarious. Yeah, I, I could get that impression about him before I even uh, watched the evidence when I was there. Particularly, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Caleb, speaking what's your of, favorite? What, speak, did you, did well, you say your favorite? Was it okay, before okay. that? Speaking of that, have you heard about a little bit of the controversy of Drake? I've, I mean, we've been talking about it the entire show. The other controversy of Drake. I don't know. Does he have a small? <laughs> does he have a small? <laughs> does he have a small what? I heard it's in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to shoot down that joke. Okay. Yeah, you um, better take it out. But at least we laughed here. Don't the, tell anyone. The uh, did you hear that he has a, an odd relationship with the the female actress from Stranger Things? Oh no! Yeah, who, who, who's why that? do you who? have to ruin it every week? <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault. Millie, Millie, Millie Bobby Brown. Yes, um, yes. He he's part of the, uh, part of some of that weird he, stuff. He texts her. Yes, they text each other. They're friends. They're friends. She's uh, at the time of their texting. She was fourteen, and he was in his thirties. Yes, I don't know. I mean, it's weird. It's pretty weird. But he wrote a song about it, it is, and apologized. It's so. weird, but it's also, like, where do you draw the line of, I'm trying to mentor, like, somebody has to mentor somebody coming up in, in Hollywood. I guess, but where do you he even come from? He came from that age. Of, sure. Like, he wasn't a superstar at that time. Right. But he was a kid on a show. Mm-hmm. And he's like, another, he's another kid on another, like, mm-hmm. it's very difficult to say Somebody's intentions are bad when you don't know they're bad. It sure. seem it seems bad. But somebody has to talk to her. Right. I would hope, you know, like there's a, probably a lot of child stars that there's a lot of child stars historically that their all of their relationships were their parents were on, with them on set, they took all their money. Mm-hmm. Producers are on, with them on set and then co-stars and that's their mm-hmm. entire life. And yeah. it's like at least now in this time where I don't know if it's good or bad. It might be good. It might be bad. I don't know. At least you can like connect with people your own age online. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, here's another kid that is going through the same things in Hollywood as I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. It, it's weird. 
They could be weird. Well, we don't know the na- we're unaware of the nature of their of their friendship or something. Right. I mean, w- w- nobody knows what they're talking about or and that we're, we're consuming that it's like what I guess what we're I don't know. It's hard to this is hard to discern. We're, is it we're weird? saying it's weird just because of her age. It's an odd age. concept of a 14-year-old and a 30-year-old text messaging. Sure. It's like Chris Hansen should be somewhere around uh around the corner sit, like it. Yeah. Getting ready to talk to him. It? Yeah, I don't I mean I don't know. It's it's basically it comes down to the question of is it a conversation of is he mentoring or is it grooming and it's it's hard to know and I'm not saying that he is or isn't doing either one of those things but it is worth mentioning that that's something that's going on in the Drake world. Woody Allen married his adoptive daughter. Yeah, he's weird. That how is that a real thing that happened in, in real life that anybody said yeah this is okay? And another thing that's insane, he's had multiple multiple movies since this time has happened mm-hmm. and all like and then all these accusations against him have been like hey uh you know this he's done some bad things and mm-hmm. then all these actors are like oh uh, you know I, I i regret being in a woody allen movie it's mm-hmm. like you didn't when you were nominated for an oscar right like it's so weird for people to like backtrack when they're told hey this is bad even though they knew it was questionable at the time right like you say, we don't. We don't have to get. Say too, to, we don't have to get this deep into you it. You say okay. to Woody, "Hey, how's your wife?" <laughs> it's like, uh, how do you not know? How do you not know? Anyways, but yeah, that's. Just, I mean, it, it's interesting that they even have any kind of relationship. I don't want. I'm not making a comment on like. That's your favorite thing about Drake? No, I just wanted to bring it up because we had brought <laughs> up something else that was almost halfway related to it. Okay. Do you have a favorite thing about Drake so we can finish this show? Nothing. Never. I don't know. I don't hate Drake. Yeah. But I don't know that there's something about Drake that I'm just like, man, I really love that thing about I think, that guy. I think that he is charming. And I think that is kind of how he gets away with some weird stuff. Mm-hmm. He gets away with the ghostwriting stuff. He gets away with saying some questionable stuff about people that are currently in relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he does some things that are questionable. But he, I think because he has a nice smile and he's a handsome guy... And, and his name's know, Aubrey. He's like and he used to be he's, in Degrassi. He's the rap Ted Bundy. Okay, rap Ted Bundy. All right, I don't know, but Ted Bundy was executed. Well, Ooh. I'm saying that he. Let's hope be, that doesn't happen. Everybody said, "Oh no, he couldn't do it because he looked like like just a suburban guy." You know, nobody thought any nobody questioned him. I'm not saying Drake's murdered anybody. I'm just saying that it's a possibility. We don't know if he hasn't. Well, okay. The question—it's <laughs> true because the question becomes: Where do you get all this cred from when you were recently? What was his name in Degrassi? I don't know. Drake. No. No, I don't remember actually. Was it? Was it, what's his last name? I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. How do you come from being on a Canadian teen show uh, and being uh, like the reality of it is that he was the. What? His name was Jimmy Brooks. That's right, yes. Jimmy, Brooks. Jimmy Brooks. Jimmy Brooks. hundred episodes of Degrassi. He was essentially the next generation. He was essentially uh, a token character. Let's be—he's in—he's right. black true. and in a wheelchair. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Because he got shot, and you're—and he. How do you come from that and then get your and get some cred? Where you get? Where's the right. cred come from? I don't so, know. well, we don't know either. Oh, I have one last We're, thing I want to. We ask are about speculating that it had something to do with. Do you like his voice? Do I like his voice? Yes. Like when he Rapping sings or, or singing, in, yeah. Both. Or at all. He's no Jay Z. He ain't got that sweet laugh. Jared. I th- <laughs> I, th- I think I think I do. Okay. I think I like his voice. I I find that there are sometimes moments where it's okay, but there are also large moments where I'm like, that is what don't do that ever again. Yeah. Like on that only song when he goes, oh, oh, it's like, what are you doing? Why do you have to do that? Why do you have to do that? Oh. <laughs> I think that one other thing... Yeah, I don't like when he does that either. Yeah. He's not really known for being a great lyricist, which is funny because mm-hmm. he doesn't write any of his own stuff, right. according to a lot of people. Right. Um, which, it's like, I don't know. It, so what is he known for? But uh, at least... Okay, so one thing you can say that's positive, he, he does rap uh, audibly where you can understand it. He's not a mumble yeah. rapper. So, like, at least he does that. I can understand him. Yes, that's a positive. Yeah. That's he's not true. like a he's not a speed rapper. He's right. not a great rapper. He's not no. a great lyricist. No. So how is he in the position he is, where he's like one of the top people? That's he's, a great question. Like Lil Wayne is a better rapper than Drake. Sure. Lil Wayne is a better lyricist than Drake. Sure, 
Eminem is a better lyricist than Drake. Yes. And probably a better rapper. Yes. You mm-hmm. don't like his content. No. Mm-hmm. But you can't, you know, like... I like Drake better than Eminem. But I can, te- I can see the technicality. Yeah, technicality in is, both lyricism yes. and uh, te- like technical rapping. Yes. yes. Flow. Flow. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people Writing. that are better. There's a lot of people that are better than Drake. Yes. Um, but they don't have as much... Like, Kendrick Lamar is better than Drake. Oh, no, oh yeah, yes. no doubt. Yeah, but sure. but Kendrick yes. Lamar is not Drake. No. He right. makes a fraction of mm-hmm. the noise that Drake does. People are very excited. There's a Kendrick Lamar album coming, everybody thinks. Mm-hmm. He just possibly recorded a music LP video. Five. A couple A couple days ago, I saw this. Mm-hmm. Somebody said he was recording. So that's exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's not as exciting for a lot of people as whatever Drake's about to do. Right. Yeah, because, Why is that? Who because cares? he sings about... Well, why? It's just be, because he's got some. Because it's pop. It's very pop. It is very pop, and, and it's also, very I mean, easy to like. And the, yeah. like the difference between Drake and Kendrick in terms of digestibility is not necessarily in the music as much as it also is in like the context. Because uh, Kendrick makes people think about things they don't want to think about, right? And Drake does not. No, that's why. So on that note, I think it's time for us to go ahead and Nick Drake. Who? Who? If it's Nick Drake, I think that's hard to determine when I say it was Nick Drake. What what do you think I'm saying? I'm saying it's Nick Drake, not Drake Drake. Drake Drake. It's not Drake Drake. Drake 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 Drake. It's Nick Drake. Nick Drake. Jared? I'll pick Nick Drake as well. Patreon unanimously. Oh my. Unanimously voted Drake and uh, Nick Drake. Oh really? Nick Drake, yes. And um, uh, one of our patron users, David, uh, said, and I found this to be quite comical, he said, and I quote, you could put any first name in front of Drake, and I would like that person better than Drake. <laughs> That's a good way to end it right there. I thought so, too. Uh-huh. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Good Band, Bad Band. Let us know who you think is the good band on our Facebook or Patreon. You can find us on there. Uh, I think we still have a Twitter, maybe. I, I, don't, I don't know. I think it went away with Dax. But... Next week, we're talking about Ludacris Stapleton. That'll be fun. Let us know. What's your fantasy? Goodbye. Luda!